0: Welcome. Uh, So, um, we have uh, an hour and a half to uh, practice together and to um, reflect on uh, Buddhist uh, philosophy. And uh, today I I brought uh, the Buddha with me. (laughs) That's the the form, the modern form of the Buddha. But um, words uh, from him... uh, to, to look at together. I think they're very powerful. And uh, But maybe just a few words before we practice first as we always do here. Um, before sitting, I always want to say a few words to get us in the mood, maybe inspire us, maybe help frame a little bit what we're uh, doing. And so this time, the way it comes to mind to, to do this is to just report to you that uh, I had the chance this weekend to be in um, in the Bas du Fleuve in, uh, near Rimouski and le Parc uh, du Bic there uh, sitting with a, um, a group of people, maybe almost 30 of us, sitting for the weekend. And um, it was very uh, both beautiful and striking to see... Um, like how it unfolded for for people it's it's always pretty much the same there's always a lot of what i'm going to describe but uh, somehow it was uh, standing out for me and uh, it was touching me that when we came on thursday evening evening because we were there until from thursday to sunday on thursday evening so the first sit when we gathered together i could my sense was that people were um, they were not completely available you know if, uh, Maybe they had traveled, or they had worked all day, or they had worked hard at organizing, uh, the going to retreat. But I would, and it's often like this, is I'll be speaking to people, and there's, there's almost like a veil between me and people. There's, like I can see people look at me, but it's not actually totally re- reaching. There's something, maybe it's more like the information is, is reaching. But the kind of aliveness, the meeting of beings is not exactly happening. So there's something like, okay, what is he saying? What are we doing? <laughs> and uh, people seem to be uh, occupied or preoccupied. Do you have, do we have this word in English? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So preoccupied or um, visited or haunt, haunted, even. <laughs> you know, there's some something that prevents from a full, full body contact uh, with uh, present time. There's something. Like, the past is still there lurking, you know, like, although it's gone, it's still inhabiting uh, people. Or maybe the future is, like, what is this weekend going to be like? Am I going to be safe, comfortable? Am I going to get my needs and wants met, you know? And so there's the something anyway, and and so this is the first evening, and then more, next morning we start practicing, and, and there's this uh, really... Uh, unfolding or untightening that happens, that is very beautiful to watch the melting maybe is one, one way to, the arriving slowly, you know not just like kind of there but really suddenly the, and, and you can see it in like how people suddenly start to look out the window maybe in the break time or how they slow down at the pauses uh, maybe after the meals and like how they walk and over there, it was very beautiful. We had the the Saint Lawrence River is thirty-three kilometers wide. That that and it's the it's almost the ocean. There's a smell of uh, seaweed and the movements of the sea coming in and out and the beauty of the rocks and everything. But like people become sensitive to it more and more and sensitive to the practice, to the words said, and. Through the hours passing, we feel more connected. People feel more embodied. We feel more connected. And um, our humanity comes out. You know, suddenly we, you know, from just being there, wanting to be efficient, this is my weekend, I have a weekend to get this together, or to really, like, calm me down, you know, or (laughs) whatever the goal is. But suddenly it's more like we're... Like this, we can feel even like energetically there's something that drops and it becomes really real and here and uh, as I was saying the uh, humanity s- starts to come out suddenly we can feel we don't, I don't even have to say it but we can feel that wow, we're all living beings uh, together there's a sense of intimacy wow, this is us and at the beginning it's me my retreat and you know and suddenly there's just wow this is us in the room what is it what is it like to be us and we're all human beings we all have so much in common you know our sensitivity our being alive we're all alive and it's happening it's really happening now you know that we're alive now it's, it's almost seems uh, I wouldn't go as far as miraculous, but uh, outstanding. It's outstanding. Do you, do you feel some of that? Wow, what a chance. We're all hearts beating, lungs breathing, sensitivity, consciousness, being, being aware, sensitive. And this makes this the space become more and more safe actually it feels safe it feels comfortable I feel welcome everybody feels welcome somehow in a strange way it's, it doesn't have to be said but it suddenly it feels like oh I belong here you know it I'm welcomed here in this humanity And at the end of the retreat uh, even the complexion seems to have changed People are the most beautiful version of themselves, like, I'm sure internally also, but just in silence, because it's a silent retreat for some of us, not for me, but <laughs> <laughs> for, for others. And even in the silence, and the, there seems to be more aliveness. People seem a little bit less dead, a little bit less hunted, All the, you know, seem more alive, more uh, sp- almost spark- sparkly or... Something like this, vibrant, resonating. Yeah, because we become more sensitive, more plugged in. We become a we become resonating being again. You know, consciousness, this thing that resonates uh, when it hears things, when it's touched by sensations or emotions, it, it vibrates. You know, that's what consciousness do, does. You know, it, it's touched by phenomena, by things happening. And it seems like the consciousness, the body, the whole thing is much more vibrating at the end of a retreat like this. And so I'm saying this so that we can get a little bit of the experience, you know, uh, and also to instruct us. This is where we're going, so it's good to know, you know. It can happen naturally, but if you know about it, you can invite it, you can tend towards that, you can make it stand out for yourself. You know, oh, there's a human being here. Breathing, sitting, sensitive. And so that's the um, exploration of the the practice. And what we're going to try to do is uh, maybe just explore. I like to think about this practice not as uh, something you do Uh, something that has to be done or or you should do or somebody thinks you should do. (laughs) Sorry, I'm not sure what you said. (laughs) (laughs) It'll become more clear. (laughs) Even Siri is going to melt down. (laughs) Don't resist Siri. (laughs) So not something to do, because you could easily, you know, be in your doing mode, you know, like you, I don't know, you did lunch, you cleaned the dishes, whatever you did, you you did your few hours of work this morning, whatever you did, you made these phone calls or took care of that business, you know, and then you would be here and do the class, you know, so it's done, you know, it's not the field, it's uh, something else, this is more of a parenthesis, where suddenly we're interested in being and we're actually studying being or we're exploring what it is to be a human being instead of using our beingness or our human beingness you know to achieve things on the list we actually become aware to to what it is to be a human being it's such a strange thing and so um, one thing that can help is to actually let go of ideas, that's what we're doing in meditation, we're kind of diving underneath preconceived ideas that we have about life and moi and you and meditation and things you know. we're actually, here we're real researchers we, we don't take anything for granted we, we're, uh, we actually come close to experience we experience life We don't tell life what it is or what it's supposed to be or what it should be or what we hope for it to be. We actually discover it. We let it speak, uh, reveal itself in its own pace. And in this way we discover what it is to be a human being. And so, shall we try this a little bit? I'd very much like you, be careful, because you could you know, get in the mode. like, okay, he talked. that was the talk now it's the sit and yes, also, but there's a way where we're all, all, we were already present you know, so it's not like we have to correct or switch much of anything, maybe the posture a little bit maybe the eyes will close for some of us but we're already tuning in, you know, it's already happening, so we don't have to be efficient in this way, it's already happening, anyway, it's happening for me I think I've seen many eyes it's happening we're there we're here we're curious about what it is to be here and so maybe there'll be a readjustment of the readjustment of the posture maybe the eyes will close or anything else that uh, you'd like to do but please don't feel like you have to take the posture that you'll be kind of stuck in for the next uh, 25 minutes or so we're alive it's okay to move you know, and we want to be able to uh, choose uh, stillness. Somebody was saying this, I, I like that expression.'m not sure if it was Daryl who teaches here or somebody said, Let's see if we can mm-hmm. choose stillness of the body, to invite maybe a little bit more stillness or pacifying of the mind or pacification of the mind. So we don't have to produce, make anything happen, make something happen. We don't have to do that. We're just discovering life here now. We don't even have to be deep in any way. Just have to uh, just notice maybe that there is a body sitting here. This body is alive with sensations. breathing, we can become conscious of that, we can touch that or be touched by that. We could just stay there for a little while, becoming intimate with the experience of breathing, studying life by experiencing it fully. We're also exploring presence and absence. (laughs) What is it like to feel the world, to feel life, to feel the breath or tingling somewhere in the body or really becoming intimate with hearing maybe what is that kind of sensitivity called audition So we're just studying, exploring presence. What is it like to be here, to be awake to what's happening? Maybe we'll discover also what it, it is like to be caught in thoughts, memories, planification, planning then we'll come back to the ex- immediate experience of here and now and feel the difference between being present and being absent or entranced or fascinated caught lost captured it's like to be awake again to what is happening here now. a unique chance to taste, really taste fully, maybe irritation or calm, tenderness or spaciousness or sadness or agitation, a unique chance to feel mind states. have the chance to become mindful, fully knowing, experiencing, maybe discomfort, or maybe ease, pleasure. some experiences will be interestingly neutral in this way, not pleasant nor unpleasant. Maybe we'll get to taste that. might need courage here to drop completely the thinking process, even halfway through a thought when we notice it, to just discover the hands resting or the belly moving. Your mind drifts. Become aware of that energy, that experience. See if you can be fully conscious of drifting or being awake again. You're a little anxious thinking you should be doing something else, solve some problems. Just become aware of this little unease when there is no tasks. See if you can be kind, compassionate with this being sitting here. For a couple more minutes, notice how the mind abandons reality. Create a separation with thoughts and opinions and obsessions and habitual patterns of mind, thoughts. I discover how there can be quality connection with reality, intimacy, presence, more fullness in the meeting of the senses with the world. How this can be nourishing and grounding This particularly interesting moment for me, I often talk about this, I think, is the um, moment where the bell rings, where I can be like Pavlov's dog, you know, like, finish, you know. And also, to me, it can be a bell of mindfulness, saying like, oh, there's a transition moment, the eyes are going to open, can we be aware of this? Suddenly, if the eyes were closed and you open the eyes, that's a whole other field, richness you know whole other sensitivity and if the body moves also there's lots of uh, change happening and can it be is it possible to remain uh, faithful maybe to use a word uh, expression I've used a few weeks ago faithful to uh, to to this being here not abandoning this being you know we're all like listening being attentive and suddenly you know Is it possible to actually open the eyes, become available in a different way, but still be, uh, you know, um, in there, still be aware of this this body sitting, it's still breathing, it's still sensitive, and uh, this can be a happy meeting. It can be, can create contentment, like a full sense of fullness instead of fragmentation. Okay. Reality is there in what Pascal is saying, you know? And it's like, no, reality is actually here, happening here now. And there will be words, you know? And so that could um, be this the portal to contentment, being fully uh, inhabiting this body. It can also not be that easy, depending on the relationship we have the, with the body, the <coughs> way we've objectified it, or the way it feels. It might feel. Uh, uncomfortable to be in the body then the embodiment would be an embodiment of compassion you know, accompanying allowing the body to be discomf- dis- uncomfortable or you know whatever is in that field or whatever the experience is you know, to allow that to be there and so accompanying holding, embracing with great uh, care if it's possible Um, and so this process of letting go of the different walls and veils and buffer between us and reality that makes us feel separate and that makes us feel uh, fragmented and disconnected and so by uh, bringing in, inviting again sensitivity that's been there the whole time but allowing it to be alive and known and felt You know, uh, feeling. So, in order to, uh, uh, yeah, lessen the separation. And maybe again, this might be a scary journey like, oh, oh, I don't want, you know, I want the buffer, I want the veils. You can have them. And you can also decide or try, see if they can be put down for just a few seconds, one second at a time. You know, not forever. It's a big, too big a contract you know but to say like what if just now I felt my hands you know instead of my opinions about this or that or you know my leaving Mm -hmm. the body to be in the words or in the other one you know just for a moment my sense is that uh, we have a bunch of coping mechanisms to Mm not be with life like we we don't know we feel it's scary to be actually silent and quiet You know, like, oh, I'm going to disappear, or it's going to be too close. And so we have a bunch of things, you know, like, so we're busy planning, we're busy um, problem solving. You know, like, sit me there for a second, I'll think of something to solve. My posture, immediately, my whole identity or personality, or or somebody else's. (laughs) 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 Let me think about, or the future, or the past, try to fix the past. You know, have a different path <laughs> I think of the me after the class you know, the improved version you know. so being very busy in all these ways so many many coping mechanisms but what we learn to do slowly in meditation is to actually replace those coping mechanisms that are stressful and entangling by uh, qualities of mind that are totally part of human nature that we learn to discover them, cultivate them, so that we can slowly go of the coping mechanism to actually be in the world with uh, these qualities that we have developed. Honesty, of courage, of uh, stability, calm, patience, acceptance, curiosity, kindness, compassion, joy... We'll learn, in in the process of paying attention, of just coming back here, to allow that sound. We'll learn to allow it to be there and we'll gain confidence. I can actually allow all kinds of movements inside, outside to happen. I can actually meet them. I don't have to have an opinion about them. you You know, all these things that I do, I can actually let them happen. And this goes pretty far, and that's when the Buddha comes in. Okay, ready? I might check my emails first. (laughs) That was made the same joke. But it works. So are you ginseng, or... Blossom Academy, <laughs> I'm not joking, I have, I have to move this out of the way. Uh, so, this is really far out, I mean it's deep, so be really kind with yourself, this would be something that usually, you know, I think would be something to actually consider with people who have many years of practice maybe much further into a retreat, on week three of the retreat, the three-month retreat, <laughs> you know, <laughs> once we're past all the agitation. <laughs> so it's pretty deep, but, you know, I just can't help. I can, For sure I can talk about what to do when we fall asleep in meditation, but it's not as juicy for me. I, I like to go really deep and so let's see, w- because also I, I mean, I like to do it because I think it's extremely powerful and useful and we don't have so much time, you know we don't know how long we're here for we may as well go for the question, the, r- the real stuff you know, and also I, my sense is that we can intuit a lot of this stuff, like we can have a sense like, oh my god, that's so interesting, and you know as interesting as like I was saying last night, as uh, Canadian Broadcasting Society is like the radio. Is, there's always good shows. No <laughs> <laughs> the chances that we're going to talk about this are slim, you know. so you have to find a venue to talk about this stuff. So here we go. So this is the Buddha talking, and I'll I'll unpack it a little bit for for us, mm-hmm. hopefully, in the, in the, in a way that the Buddha would have meant it. But so the Buddha is talking, and he, he, first he talks about himself, he says the Tathagata. This is how he always refers to uh, about himself, the Tathagata. And I'm not a scholar, so and I didn't even do my own work of researching this again, but there's something about, that means um, the one gone beyond, the one who has, you know, or what has gone beyond, like referring to oneself as, not as an I as much as a, as a, some kind of wisdom that is there, or some, something, I don't know, but there's something about it. But he says, a Tathagata, not, um, not, n- n- <laughs> I'm, I'm role-playing here. A Tathagata doesn't, doesn't, a, this is, this is the point where, like, in the soundtrack, you know, like, you wouldn't hear buses anymore. Like, everything would stop, you know. <laughs> but we're in life. There's no soundtrack. So, yeah. buses will keep going and coming. But uh, a Tathagata does not conceive of a visible thing as apart from sight. Does not conceive of an unseen does not conceive of a thing worth seeing. He does not conceive about a seer either. So there's four things here that he's mentioning. And then he goes through all the different senses with the same uh, repetition. So he's saying, when seeing is happening, like now, seeing is happening, colors, forms, light, etc. When seeing is happening, he's actually... uh, talking about his experience, his immediate experience. So seeing is happening now. And so he says, when seeing is happening now here, there's no conceiving of a thing seen apart from sight. Do you recognize how we do this? I think he's also describing in the same way how we do this. So seeing is happening, and for me there is this person that I know, this person that I know, this person that I know. know? And so he says, I don't do that. I don't conceive things when seeing is happening. I'm aware that seeing is happening. This is where my attention is. And then he says, there's another thing I don't do, is I don't conceive of a non-seeing. You know, because one could be here and seeing this, but think there's something else that is not possible to see, you know. And this is it, because this, you know. Is boring <laughs> or' is unworthy, <laughs> but there's something else that nobody can see, and he or she or they or it, you know and you say, I said, don't, I don't go there. <laughs> I don't do that. I don't conceive of something else. I'm aware of seeing when it's happening. Mm-hmm. There's another thing I don't see, do is I don't conceive of something that would be worth seeing. So you could easily be here with this sense of seeing or another one, and think, you know oh, if I was in the Rimouski where Pascal was this weekend, you know, I would look out and see the vast mythical Saint Laurent, you know, and so one could be sitting, and it happens to us, we're, we're here, and we're conceiving, cr- conceiving, conceptualizing, concease, con- conception, con- creating, making things, you know, so he says, I don't I don't make things with things that are here, while seeing. I don't make things that are unseeable, you know, are beyond sight. You know? I don't make things that would be worth seeing. And there's another one, just if we haven't covered everything and we haven't. That when seeing is happening, I don't even conceive of a self-seeing, of a seer, an observer. I don't go into i see that's a different mind from yours and mine, isn't it? That's a very different mind. And so then he goes again and he said, when hearing is happening, I don't conceive of a thing heard. I stay very close to, uh, is it phenomenology? That could be like, oh, this hearing is happening. What do I really know is that hearing is happening? And what do we do, we go straight to a bus passing by. You might think of the number of the bus if you live in the area and you know that. You might guess which one it is of the two, if there's two or three. You know, ah, that's number there. You know, Or you hear a voice, you might create a character. You know? We conceive, we spend a lot of time conceiving. And so he said, I don't do that. I stay very close. My, and you can see, to me, it talks about the level of mindfulness also that one can actually be aware of what they actually do. Maybe you didn't mm-hmm. even know you did that until I mentioned it, you know. Suddenly, like, oh, this was happening for the whole 25 minutes. <laughs> I didn't even think to, I, I was not even aware of it, but it was happening, I was conceiving. I was conceiving of all, I was hearing this and conceiving of something else that I, that would be worth hearing. I'd prefer to hear somebody, something else than that. Do you see, like how the mind can get busy? Ah oh, no, not knocking on top of it. We prefer to hear, we're conceiving of something else we'd prefer to hear right now. <laughs> do you, can you feel a little bit when I'm talking about this, also the, the, the entanglement that can come with that? Because that's what he's talking about. He wouldn't be talking about this and, or doing it. He wouldn't say, I don't do that. Why does he not do that? Because it's troublemaking. And he said, "I don't conceive of something that is beyond hearing, and I don't conceive of a hearer, hearer, (laughs) hearer, a witness. I don't do that." And then he goes with the same with all the senses, and then he goes with cognizing. When cognizing is happening, I don't, I don't uh, create. I don't conceive of something cognizing or worth being cognized or you know, something else that would be worth being cognized. I just stay very close to the experience. And uh, later in that text, oh, so that's the way, he words it better than I do. The Tatagata does not conceive of a cognizable thing apart from cognition itself. It does not conceive of an uncognized, it does not conceive uh, of a thing worth cognizing. It does not conceive about one who cognizes. And then at the end he says, this conceiving, this conceiving, either it's conceiving here now something, or conceiving something else, somewhere else that would be more worthy of being experienced in one of the senses. He says, this he calls this, this barb, is that like barbed wire? No? This barb. To me, like the image that comes is barbed wire. Like it says, this conceiving is like barbed wire. And he says, beings, uh, mankind, is hooked by that. Is hooked, like it is um, bugged by that, is hooked by that, is caught by that, is captured by that, is kidnapped by that, is. Uh, and then he ends with a very trigger warning. Is that what I'm supposed to do? He ends with a very vivid image. He said mankind is impaled <laughs> impaled by that. That's like a strong like you use these words when you want to shake people, wake them up, you know. And so in the practice of meditation or in daily life, you know. Yes, So we're sitting here and we start conceiving of things. You know? We create. So there's something happening and you're like, oh, this sounds... I prefer to be in the country. Dang. Mm-hmm. It just happened. You know, mm-hmm. suddenly I have a feeling of fragmentation. Why? Because I've conceived of something worth being experienced and I'm actually not experiencing it. Mm-hmm. And so... I just created a gap, I just got caught, because now I want it. I want it, and I don't have it, and how am I gonna get it? And will I get it? And if I get it, will I get it just for a few seconds or a couple of days? Or will I be able to maintain it, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. So this, this, that he says, be careful with this. Use this sparingly. Be really careful and I, this why I want to bring this here because we spend our time doing this I think this is probably the only thing we know to do is conceive stuff with stuff and he's saying I, I don't go that far this is a little too intelligent for me like it's too creative <laughs> it's problematic I just stay here and what I know is what is happening is that hearing is happening and what I know is what is happening is that seeing is happening what it is And that conceiving is happening when, or cognizing is happening when it's happening. Like, he doesn't even go, like, not even projecting, conceiving over there, but he doesn't even conceive over here of a witness, of an observer, I. And so we sit here and there's agitation, and we conceive of an agitated. You know, I'm agitated. Why am I agitated? Everybody else is not agitated, conceived. I'm conceiving of others. I'm conceiving of a self. And then there's this gap again. you know. Or I am so calm. It's not just when calm is being experienced. The Buddha said when calm is being experienced, this is all what's happening here, is that calm is being experienced. I don't go as far. And it's not that far. For us, it's right here. I don't go as far as saying I am calm. I just notice that there's calm happening. I notice that. And we go like, I'm calm. They're not calm. I'm calm. They're not calm. I hope they were ca- I should tell them how to be calm. <laughs> like whatever happens, you know, all these constructions. And the Buddha says, I actually stopped before that. This is my awakening. Is how much trouble I create for myself. And so, these conceptions, we believe as being true. We... Uh, like the the experience was it here? Did we do the experience of the shoes last a few mm-hmm, weeks ago? Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. So we think about your shoes over there. So you just conceive shoes, and then you conceive mine, my shoes, and then the next thing is the fear: Are they still there? <laughs> Maybe you know, or whatever it is. But uh, it's so. This to me, is, I'm presenting this. To me, all of this is always comes back to the same thing. These ideas that I'm presenting are for uh, research. They're, I don't know what the wording would be in English, but they're research material. Oh, that is interesting. Let me see if it happens or not in this being, and let me see how it creates trouble for this being. Yeah. So these creations, we believe they're true. We, we, don't, we don't recognize them as conceptions. We rec, mostly we recognize them as true. Um, I'll use an example. You'll tell me after if it did work or not. Maybe it fell miserably, but I want to know because it comes from somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> but I was uh, listening to a, a scientist actually studying the nature of reality. Not a Buddhist, not in that field at all, not interested in that field, not spiritual, really a researcher. And he was saying, you know on the front f- the, the desk of your computer, on the screen of your computer, you have little files, no? And they have names, these little files. I might have talked about this here before. So there's a little file called I don't know what, you know, finances. A little file called this project. That project, whatever it is, you know? and uh, for us, we tend to believe that there's really a file there on the front desk on the desk you know there's really a file, mm-hmm. and you said anybody who knows electronic they know there's not a file it's just a sign it's a sign for tons of zero one zero one zero ones and loads of like connections and and so it's so complex that to simplify it for us there's a little beige file, you know, and sometimes there's a rebooting or re-something, and then the file moves or disappears, and then we freak out, you know, (laughs) and then we'll call a technician, we get my file back, you know, (laughs) and so they'll know, and and they'll say, oh, this is what I'm, I don't want to know what you're going to do, just give me my file, you know, Mm -hmm. so there's no actual file, you know, it's just a sign, it's a symbol for some organization of reality and so this researcher was saying this is like life there's actually not what you see this you make symbols that's how and it's good thing to make it work you know like you have a symbol of a place you're going and you it's not the actual place it's a symbol you know and when you get there probably you still have a symbol also like when i look around i'm Probably not experiencing you exactly, but the symbol I made of you from seeing you over the years, some of you, etc. And so when we conceive, we often take for real. And you, I I don't know if I'd be be able to translate this, but I noticed for myself that uh, sometimes... uh, And so in the text here, in this text that I was reading, they're saying... We think that the thing really exists outside, that it's not part of the matrix, life happening. You know, we make it solid. This is me, it was me, it's going to be me. And then we freak out. What's going to happen with me? You know, we have conceived of a self or another, and then we, somehow we sense that it's not actually completely true. And we freak about what's going to happen to this conception, because it's been conceived. And we go, oh, what's going to happen? The whole time, we know what's going to happen to it. It was born from the matrix of life and it will be taken from the... transformed in the matrix of life. It will be composted in some ways. you know. But we have solidified it and we freak out about that file. you know, The file! What's going to happen with the file? The, you know? <laughs> and so... And, and uh, in the text I was reading, they're saying the actual... The symbol is made up a lot, is made up only of confusion about what is what, and a lot about greed, wanting to get desire, and uh, hostility, hate. How does that work? If you have the same mind as me, you'll notice you get a catalog, and sometimes, I don't know if you do that, but... Oh, telephone. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> it's a symbol for something. So, we'll just wait. They'll leave a message. <laughs> but, it's good. Um, so, you have a catalog. I notice my, my mind do this. Or maybe you do this online these days. We do this online. But you just search for something on which your mind can fixate like can something to desire. Do you know that kind of mind? And so so you'll conceive of something desirable. It might actually not be that desire. It's probably not. It's probably like something that breaks or something that is, is faulty in, in some ways. You know, it's, it's nature. So it, it's not, you know, it can't provide deep satisfaction. But we'll actually look to conceive of something that is desirable, worth having. And then, when we'll actually get something, it's not going to be perfect. But we're going to put aside everything that is imperfect about it, mm-hmm. just to make it like, oh, this is a perfect thing, or person, or situation, you know. And we'll actually, f- we'll have created something that is desirable. And then we'll be very busy for many days trying to acquire it, get it, mm-hmm. you know. Do you see what I mean? It, it might be. It takes many forms. It could be of. Um, You know, wanting somebody to see me in a certain way. As if, if somebody sees me in a certain way, everything will be fine. You know, everything will be solved. You know, so then I'll work really hard. I'll conceive of my happiness when this person finally says that, or sees that, or names that, or acknowledges that, you know. And then I'll be, like, fixated on that. What's going to happen the day I get it? Is that going to be... I mean, there's going to be probably going to be some gratification, something's going to happen, but is it going to solve really everything? Probably what's going to happen, especially if it it does the job really well, is I'll actually get disinterested and fixate on something else. I'll conceive of something else that would be even better. Okay, so now I wanted to I've been working for years for you to actually do the recycling. Now you're doing it. Okay. So now, <laughs> let me conceive of something else. And we'll just like change my faithfulness <laughs> to something to acquire, it to something else. Do you recognize something yeah. in there? So that's part of the conceiving that the Buddha s- says. we d- When we do conceive of things, it's actually mainly out of confusion, and a lot to actually create attachment, to attach something. Oh, I've conceived of you, now I want you to stay. i conceived of that, now I want to get it. I'm attached, I'm entangled. That barb, barb wire. That's a very dramatic presentation. Mm-hmm. But it's to wake us up. Not that we abandoned the whole world and everything. Maybe we, 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 we could, you know, really work that hard as he did you know to free the mind but even if we don't want that you know that kind of complete freedom i think it would be good for us just in terms of stress reduction to actually become aware of conception and how conceptions create entanglement just in meditation you sit to meditate notice how the mind will create Another experience that would be better having, or uh, will own experience. I am. I will use a lot of I. I will do this. I'll be with the breath a little bit more. And I don't know what, but this framing and see if it can be let go of, and and that version. Explore that version of how it describes it so well in seeing. For the Buddha, there's only seeing. The Buddha doesn't conceive of something being see, seen, something worth seeing, something unseeable, beyond sight, or a seer. Wow. And what happens in that? To me, that's an exploration again. Not to believe this is the truth, just to test it. Let me see what happens. To me, when I do this, it becomes, it becomes so simple. And I can see, my God, I can cut 90% of my conception, my creation of stories and I and this and that over there. I can cut most of it and I'll be feeling so much more free. We'll be able to relate. We'll be able to create projects. We'll be able to do a lot of things but won't be so wired or barbed wired. Uh, questions about that or objections. <laughs> Do you see something in there? How the mind is busy. To me, that's also like the veil, the buffer that separates me from life because I keep commenting, narrating, organizing, you know? And so, one of the danger here would be to actually want to stop doing it. That would be really hard for a neuro- Neuronal pathways, because they've been trained, you know. But the job here is to become aware. Oh, this mind is conceiving, and he says that when the mind is conceiving, there's an awareness that this is happening. You know, there's we can be aware that the mind, the images that are used is the image of a mirage. This is the image the Buddha used. He says this is mirage making, creating signs or creating things that are not exactly there. What, what's really there? hearing is really there sensations are really there but all the creation oh my god my back it's always been like this it's going to get worse oh my god what am I going to do about it you know. can you just be with this that is there is it possible to allow that to be there and be known and this is not cold what I'm talking about is not cold it can be I mean it's the space actually of warmth because then I can attend attend to this that is difficult Allow you know, allow it to be felt and to be cared for, instead of layering it with stories, stories. You know. So it's a big inner job that we're talking about, or mm-hmm. it takes a lot of awareness to see uh, how this happens. I wonder if that veil that you're talking about is really between ourselves and ourselves. So when we have that sense of something else or somewhere else or conceiving it's a separation from ourselves yeah from ourselves and from life because if you become aware in meditation or you know in formal meditation or anywhere else in meditation is a good place when we're still because we notice that there is the experience of sound there is the experience of light through the eyelids maybe or the experience of coolness or warmth or whatever it's there, you you have an intimate experience of this, and suddenly there's I would prefer if it was a little bit cooler. I would prefer, and then you notice, oh, I was captured by conceptions, you know, and 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 there's a, there's definitely a felt sense to it of being separated. I've left the world for a world of ideas. Conceptions are. The, the mind conceiving of things, creating uh, things and believing in them. You know, So I'll be here and I'll think, oh, I have to start doing this every day at home. It's a good thing to do. I'm gone. I've left reality. I've entered the charming or I'm under the spell of conception and I'm not aware of it. So the instruction is, can you actually be aware of how you do that? And then You may notice how it creates a separation of some kind. Okay, so now I have to be home and do this, and will I be able to do this? Can you just actually be here and notice that the mind creates a project with some, you know? Being aware of this, one will be uh, able to uh, uh, decide, have more um, discernment. Oh, I won't follow that conception. That conception I will follow because it's going to be helpful. So I gave this talk uh, last night or uh, something similar it wasn't actually exactly that but one young woman after she came to see me and she said so Pascal I'm using mindfulness in my uh, I'm training to be a life coach or uh, no a, a corporate coach coach vision coach coaching some coaching for people to achieve things You know, so she said, what you seem to be presenting is really much against, (coughs) it's not very (laughs) goal-oriented, you know, letting go of every conception. You know, how can I reconcile both? And, you know, I said, if one is caught in their conception of like, this is what I want, you know, they won't be able to actually totally listen to what is happening and, you know, if it doesn't work, they might actually conceive that it's their fault, you know, and make it very personal, like conceive a whole story around something. And so if they, they learn uh, what we learn in this Buddhist practice, that conceiving is a little bit uh, as its danger, you know, that one couldn't do this obsessively like most of us do, you know, or just habitually. That we could actually, we should actually, could be good if one wants to be aware of conceiving to use it well, to use that amazing power of mind to do it well instead of doing habitually and getting caught. After this, if one, if one's conception is very rigid, it's going to be very stressful because this is where I'm going. This is this is what needs to happen. I've conceived that this is it. It should look like that. And then there's kinds of thi- all kinds of things happening, and we can't respond. Because we've are we been rigidified in our conception, in our ideas of how I should be, how it should be, how things should be, how it should go, you know, and how, you know. And so by learning this, we might learn to actually listen. What is actually happening, you know? Oh, this is dismantling. I thought this, you know, I have a vision and there's a news that comes in that says actually this vision is maybe not that useful or not possible, for some reason, then I can actually take it in and be responsive, uh, feel the world. So that's was my response to this. Plus, in, uh, in conceiving, we conceive a lot of solidity, of permanence. That's what concepts are, you know. And in this practice, we actually let go of this conception of solid things. My hand, me, you, separate, solid. Here it's like, wow, hands, series of alive, pulsing, tingling, very alive. Me, constantly changing moments of experience, of expansion of the belly, of being caught in past, of being free in tenderness, followed by fear, followed by rigidity. You know, like, this Pascal is, is a universe of, Dy- dynamism, as is everything else, you know. And it's related, it's actually uh, giving and receiving all the time and being touched, you know. And so becoming aware of this more and more. And when we become aware of the changing dynamic nature, it breaks these ideas that we have of solidity, of permanence. And so, uh, it touches deeply. Wow, I'm not that separate. And things are falling away all the time. Can I actually feel that? How pe- things disappear all the time. And because things disappear, they're also and they are contingent, dependent, in relationship, complete relationship with the world. Nothing else than relationship with the world. They don't exist in and of themselves, like we make them in our concepts. We isolate them from life. But things don't, they're totally part of the matrix. When we find this, that they're contingent, we also find that things are unstable, changing, unreliable, unsatisfactory. They cannot provide completely because they're always about to fall apart or could at any time. You know? And so I was saying also to this young woman, when we, once we know that things Mm. cannot satisfy completely then we're freed we can actually envision things you Mm. know I was saying the the, the Dalai Lama for example it's not like he probably knows about all this stuff much more than any one of us you know and still he creates the mind and life institutes and he creates things but not with the like you know there's something sober about it I think there's something joyful free it's his definition of itself doesn't mean it has to work. Okay, I'm going to create this research center called Mind and Life. It has to work, you know. Otherwise, it's going to mean something about me. No, it's, it's much, much more response. like, oh, I would be good if spirituality and science would mix together and have, share the research environment and the questions together. It could be useful. Let's try to make it happen. It might not. It might. Things might come between me and this project, you know. So... Uh, Mm. this but coming back to this text I also understand it as instructions as very very precise instruction it says to me Pascal can you be aware of conception when it's happening because it's going to happen a lot as you sit and notice how the mind does that first get acquainted with that conception that happens all the time and see if there's moments where you can drop it. Because I could, after, walk back to the subway or the car and use that ten minutes of walking to conceive. Conceive it tonight, conceive of the rest of my life, of my old age. Conceive, conceive, conceive. And then I could maybe be aware. And the Buddha said, be aware of conceiving. Because there mm. might be some delight in it, some uh, juice in it. You know, It might be uh, uh, gratifying. You know so you you know, instead of the boredom of just stepping, stepping on the street, you might think like, "Oh, let me conceive, you know, conceive, conceive." And actually, if I'm aware, I might decide, actually, maybe because some wise guy said that, maybe I could try another version and actually just allow sensations to be felt as I walk, breath to be felt or air. Temperature to be felt. And light to be felt. And how is that as a lifestyle? How is that? I might discover that actually it's not a bad lifestyle. That I don't need to entertain all these ideas. You know? Mm -hmm. The storytelling. That it can... And then when there's something that I need to think about, because there's a decision to make or something to say, then I can actually stop and say, actually now I need to think about this. Not obsessively not all the time but now let me think about this well and be careful because conceptualizing can spin you in all kinds of directions so go there in there with a lot of care with a lot of mindfulness being aware Okay. so I'm going to think about uh, conceive think about what happened yesterday let me do it with breath present let me do it with care you know so I don't don't get caught in that barbed wire. Yeah. You have a question? Yeah, I was just going to say, um, I remember in the past you said once, and I, mean, I get this a little bit wrong, I'm sure, but <coughs> my memory of it is that you said that things, uh, we don't let go so much as, I think you said maybe a rinnezi is not someone who lets <coughs> go, but someone who sees that things pass. And um, that really stuck with me. And I was going to just, it's a, I know it's sort of like a simple, simple question, but, I feel like I have an addiction to concepts. In my mind is very conceptual, maybe all of our minds are, but and sometimes I notice I guess that my question is, what is your process for letting thoughts go or allowing them to pass? I feel like if I just observe the thought it has sometimes so much momentum that it just continues while I watch it. Yeah. I guess I'm just wondering you what your process of letting thoughts go Yeah. And watching it pass. So the tools we have in this practice is that we put a lot of value on uh, sensory awareness. So to me, to help me uh, uh, not get caught so much in thoughts and concepts, uh, what I've developed over the years, that comes from my teacher's instructions, is to actually give value, like now I'm conditioning us, you know, by saying like come back to the breath, come back to sound, come back, like I'm valuing this, so, so you're, our mind's being influenceable, you know being contingent, depending the voice of it, like right now, for example, there's all, all, all these bodies but they all face this direction you know, so it, it, it says something, even if we don't you know, like there's something in the setup that says authority is here you know, so me, I try to use that symbol, that setup up, in a way that is going to be liberating for all of us, not in a way that's going to give me more power, but in a way that's going to be helpful for us to live with. Mm-hmm. So with the power given to me by the setup, <laughs> I'm trying to say, uh, sensory awareness is really, really important. And so that slowly we start to value the feeling in our hands as much as we value our thoughts. So that's this process over years. That, oh, yeah, I have thoughts, and they might, I'm learning that they might not be that real, they might be conception, storytelling, and what else is happening? Let me feel this. You know? Instead of being upset with what happened this morning, let me attend to this heart that is pounding now, to this being here now that is distressed. Instead of like, I can't believe this said, that, you know, like, oh, there's somebody here now. Like, I can be caught in the stories, but there's actually life happening here now. Huh, it's true. When I come back to here now and how messy I feel, compassion is available. When I'm upset and caught, compassion is not available. The door is closed, you know. So you're clarifying this slowly. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the tools you have is to actually develop a strong relationship with senses so that you can get out of a a concept. Another tool you have also is that you're hearing through these teachings that thoughts are tricky, they're seductive, they're entrenched fascinating, and we get easily enamored by them and caught in them. And so when you uh, think obsessively, sometimes you wake up and you go, oh, watch out. Before you didn't know that, you would you know, people spend nights not sleeping, thinking, conceptualizing, creating barbed wires, you know, and uh, le- they might find themselves in a, classes, in a class like this and they'll learn, well, actually, could you feel your feet instead of, you know, if you're not sleeping, could you actually bring tenderness in, bring care instead of hate for the situation or yourself or the world? And you know, Could you actually foster, or invite, or value kindness, even in distress. You know? So slowly, this is all it's happening. So what we do is helping exactly attend to this. And so here, the other instruction is, when the mind starts doing it, is it possible to actually be aware, become conscious of it? To me, I feel it's like a sport, almost. Because often when I think, I get swallowed in the thinking process. I lose consciousness, I... I'm caught in, actually less and less, a lot less. Didn't even think it was possible to be that awake in thinking. So the sport, if you want to see it like this, is to actually notice when thoughts arise. It's a very different relationship to thinking. Usually we believe thoughts, we're engrossed, is that the way to say it? Fascinated by them. And now we're saying... There's another relationship that is possible that is extremely liberating and powerful, is to actually be aware that thinking is happening instead of being entranced by it, to be aware, oh, this mind is thinking right now, so that it's contained or it's revealed instead of being uh, in the trance. So this, this is what we're talking about in this practice all the time, so this, these are all ways to address that. Yeah? Okay. So conceptualizing is <coughs> being caught in the train of thoughts, or not? Because us it is not desirable to label things, like thinking. Yeah. When you when you label it, you say it's not desirable, or it is. Does it's different it techniques? Not. It can be. So when you use labeling, saying like thinking, thinking, planning, planning. It's actually a good... It's one of the methods. Different schools have different... But it is one of the methods. Now you're using the thinking mind to actually become... What's most important is that you're becoming mindful, aware that thinking is happening. There's a little conceptualization because you name the kind of... But it's the big thing that is happening is that you're waking up to the fact that you're planning... Because otherwise, you're like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll do this, and I'll do that, and I'll do that, and after I'll do that, and then, okay, so that's up to the 2nd okay. of October. <laughs> then, you know, and then, and then suddenly, like, planning, planning. Oh, you're just waking up that you were engrossed in planning, you know? And oh, you stop there and go back to the session. Yeah. But if it's time to plan, then you can plan. <laughs> you know, it's if it's time to actually say, like, But most of us will plan and plan again and plan again and plan unknowingly and plan while somebody is telling us something that is important, you know, and plan out of boredom and plan because we don't know what else to do anymore. So we just keep planning, you know, and then it becomes a very deep groove in the mind and now you become a planning thing, you know. So it's not an experience of freedom, of richness, of sensibility. It's just like, yeah, but hold on, when when is that? I'm, I'm playing here, but this is what's happening. So I'll just finish with uh, it take by take a few minutes, but another image that is used around this is the magic show. And so imagine uh, you come to see a magic show and uh, let's see you uh, just the, where you end up sitting maybe there. and uh, your friend they came earlier and they are sitting right there, you know. And they sing the magic show, and they see a bracadabra and this and that, and all the movements. And then the what is it? The, the, the rabbit comes out, and the this comes out, and this person is sewn in two, and then they're back together walking. And your friend is like, Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, you know. And you're sitting on the side, and you see all the tricks, and you're like, and your experience is very different. Your experience is like, Oh my god, oh my god, all the tricks. Look at that. And you see, you also get to see people, and they're like, oh, wow. You're like, oh, oh my God. I totally believe it's true. Whatever. You see, and then at the end, you see your friend outside, you know. And your friend's like, wasn't that amazing? Oh, my God. He's coming to Ottawa next week. I have to take a day off. Oh, my God. I think I'm going to lie. I'm going to pretend I'm sick. I have to see him. You know, (laughs) he's amazing. Whatever. She's amazing. I want to do this too. I want to make rabbits appear and disappear and you how would you be it would be like oh compassion would arise in you maybe you know like oh it's good i'm happy for you but it's actually not true honey <laughs> you know, i actually have seen what's happening you know and so that's a playful image to talk about what's happening in buddhism reality is not only one thing is is based on perception so your friend's experience of the you know, it's, yeah, it was amazing, that's their experience your experience is also an experience of reality in this example, the danger the dis- disadvantages are not shown so much because they're like, wow, it's fun, the, the show, you know but it's still, it's there's a deeper way to see reality it's something else that is liberating, you're not caught, you know and so what we're talking about is this is actually seeing be- behind the trick, you know and you go, go, go right back in the trick and enjoy it. And it's full of life and drama, for sure. A lot of drama. <laughs> and excitement, you know. But there's also maybe another way to live, to actually see through the trick of conception. You know, the magic trick. That's really the image of the Buddha. It's a magic show. And uh, the, most, the biggest part of the, this magic show is the selfing, the making of a self, you know. And it's amazing, moi and moi in the future and moi, or horrible moi, horrible moi, you know, and I'm caught in that. And the Buddha says, when there's hearing, there's hearing. When there's wisdom, there's wisdom. When there's kindness, there's kindness. And when there's, uh, you know, cruelty, there's cruelty. You don't have to make it you or not you, or, you just need a little discernment. So if you're discerning, when there's cruelty, you won't act on it, you won't you will shy away from it, and when there's gra- when there's uh, generosity, you'll act on it. You know, when there's kindness, you'll act on it. You'll you'll nurture it. You won't have to make conceive of a self that is so kind. You know, you won't have to because that's barbed wire. Mm-hmm. I'm so kind. Mm-hmm. I'm so, am I kind? You agree that I'm kind? Kind, no. I'm A kind person. You know, and somebody comes like, but yeah, you're not kind. Ah! Cognitive dissonance. I'm going to have a heart attack. I'm really caught in my barbed wire of kindness. You know, <laughs> you can just recognize kindness. That's what he's talking about. When there's kindness, kindness is known. You know, there's no conceiving. Of, I'll be kind forever. And, you know, I'll show kindness to everybody else. You know? So let's just take a moment here to sit, just for a few seconds, a couple of minutes. And maybe explore this in real time. Can, you, can we allow hearing to happen naturally as it does? Cognition to happen as it does, sensitivity to happen, just natural processes of nature. with a smile maybe at some point the mind starts conceiving of another place worth being or another thing worth feeling if it does become really aware of this awake to this just the feeling of just allowing life to manifest as it does and to be met, to be known fully. Please don't believe anything of what was said today. Just see for yourself. Check it out where this is useful, where not. Make this your path, your own. you very much for your consideration yesterday I was talking to a friend on the phone and I was telling them uh, it's very beautiful uh, the smells and the sunset and, and then they were like oh my god I've never been there I have to go there I have to it was not on my list but now like I think it's I wanted to go to Mexico but I think I should go <laughs> and is this center still open in October <laughs> it was really funny to see how the mind suddenly was conceiving that this was worth owning or experiencing, you know, and how suddenly they were barbed wire, (laughs) you know, they were not free anymore, because they were not just like, oh, that was fun for you, it was like, oh, this is worth, I have to have that experience. (laughs) And we do this all the time, so see uh, if that happens to you this evening or not, and how you can smile at that and have, you know, compassion and joy around that instead of uh, actually getting caught thank you very much. thank you, thank you. Thank may you. I remind thank you that you. we thank offer you. the slide on next so we have a box for donations donation for the picture as well as for the students so yeah thank you, thank you very much for this it counts a lot thank uh, you Pascal uh, will be back in October I will check the dates but oh, I have some postcards if everybody wants okay. thank you, you, you thank easy. you <laughs>